Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From, from, from page to screen. Hello. Good evening. How are you, Mr. Dyer? I am fine. How are you, Stuart? I'm all right. Is, uh, is there a heat wave where you are? Because everybody seems to be going on about how hot it is. And don't get me wrong, it's quite nice weather where yeah. I am. But it's summer. And it's not exactly like Texas or whatever. I don't know what's going on. So what's it like not where you here. are? Um, you know, Friday um, was our warmest day. It, I think the official weather app said it was about 24. Yeah. Um, and otherwise, you know, normal kind of summerish days. Yeah. It's like, it's um, nothing special, is it? <laughs> no, it's, it's not that kind of sweltering heat where I'm kind of wishing from a 57th fan. No. Um, but maybe it's different down south. I think that's where they've had the heat wave mostly. I think that seems to be the case. I think I struggled sleeping last night, but then again, I work nights anyway, so bye-bye sleep pattern. But it was a little bit warm-ish last night, but that's the only time that I can think in the past few days when it's like, oh, God, I'm not one of... We're just weird in this country, aren't we? And by that, I mean sort of the whole UK where <laughs> it rains and we're like, I'm sick of this rain. And then it goes sunny for like 20 minutes. We're like, I'm sick of this heat. What of weather course. do we like? I don't know. What's your favourite... Have you got a favourite season of the year? I like autumn, personally. Yeah. Um, you know, I think autumn's great. Um, I quite like winter as well. Why do you like winter? Um... I there's something magical about snow. Yep. Not that we get a lot of it here, um, with kind of being by the seaside, salty air, and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, but you know, it's just something nice. I, I like I, I like it kind of cooler anyway. I was one of these people who, for many years of my life, I would sleep with the window open, whether it was December, <laughs> January, July, it didn't matter. Same. The window was open, even to the point where, like say, on a winter's morning, you'd wake up and you'd be breathing hot air and you could see the, the kind of the cloud of mist come from your mouth. Yeah. Um, but it was great. Uh, I, I just enjoyed that, and uh, it's, it's followed on. I like that kind of uh, weather, and uh, I think it's great to to kind of sit looking out at the snow if you're lucky enough to have it. Um, obviously, you know, put on the, the whole hat, gloves, and coat, and everything, go and build a snowman, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's just it's just a magical kind of thing that I suppose harks back to the days of being a kid. Don't call them snowmen anymore. Snow people, snow persons. I would like to apologise on behalf of Mr. Dyer for <laughs> mislabeling snow people. Uh, I shall organise him a training course immediately. Immediately following this podcast. I really don't know, I really don't know what you're on about because my snowman <laughs> of penises. Um, well, one, my, my one obviously had a penis. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, the trousers were labelled men. Uh, so was the uh, the shirt and. Uh, Smoked the pipe heavily. Brilliant. You saw, listen, audience, Rob just wonderfully backtracked out of a potential 
uh, nightmare that would have got this show cancelled. Yeah, that. So, and, uh, uh, so screw you, cancel. Officially, <laughs> Rob Snowman does have snowballs. So there you go. Yep. So yeah, you would like they a week. Maybe small and shriveled, but that's what happens in the winter, folks. It's also what happens if you're from Scotland. I can testify to that <laughs> because I'm from Scotland, and yes, they did. And you know, now and again, they may appear. Yes. So that's Stuart. I can what what? I can testicle. Test you what to that? I can test you to that. Yes, I can definitely <laughs> test you to that one. So you would like a week or two off. I've been doing a couple of guest interviews. I did one with uh, Chloe Trakos, and I did yeah. one last week with Trevor Hayward. And uh, now you're back, so... Yeah, I, 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 whilst I've been away, I've joined a, another couple of podcasts because I thought, why not? Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm thinking about giving this one up in a few weeks. So what's it like being on a good podcast then? And obviously <laughs> I don't mean this one, I mean the other ones that you went on. So, I mean, they're probably more professional. Oh, yeah, you've got you got know. scripts and everything. It takes about three days to to do kind of all the practice runs and... and uh, and I have to say, I'm quite happy that we've got a Patreon. <laughs> Brilliant. I will get onto the weirdness of the world and why everything's got to be fucking money-based. It was really annoying, uh, but I'll get onto that in a second. But I realised that... Um, oh, you're on about show notes, so I'm going to cover that one. So the guest slot that I did last week with filmmaker Trev Hayward, he's mm-hmm. not been on a podcast with me for like nearly two years, it turns out. It's July 2020. And he, he'd messaged me, so we're swapping text, and he's like, I'm going to put Skype on my phone, and can we do a test to make sure it works? And I've got my show notes ready, and I'm like, all right. And, and then afterwards, I said, how did it go? I said, it was fine. I said, did you use any of your notes then, Trev? He went, no. So <laughs> never, ne- never mind your preparation and stuff. The guests don't even use the notes. So what is the point? I don't know. And then they didn't tell you to uh, like, subscribe, and press the little bell button about you as well. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, and then send me some money because all the cost. Do you know what? I renewed my from page to screen.com everything for 12 months. Yeah. So it's the domain name and the the website thing itself, the WordPress thing. A grand total for 12 months of £51. That, That is the entire cost. Of what I do, that's it. So obviously, fifty-one pounds. I spent more money on takeaways in the past six weeks than then, I did. If to every do that. one of the one listeners who listened to this show just gave fifty-one pounds, you'd yeah. easily make that money back. Well, Chris, Neil, Tracy, <laughs> Abel, <laughs> just chuck us fifty-one quid each, and then we'll be in profit. We can like wow. run the show for four years. It'll be amazing. Now, if we're in profit, do we have to like do some kind of tax return or something like that? Uh, well, I don't know. You you would probably know more about that. Um, maybe not. I might need to buy Sage Accounting or whatever if I need to keep track of all this income. Yeah, so, there you go then. But, so uh, subscribe to our Patreon so we can make a profit and <laughs> have to spend it all on accountants. There we go. Oh, I felt sorry for the guests, though. More so Chloe. Uh, because I, I mean I'd spoke to her once before so she kind of knows what I'm like anyway and Trev I've spoke to Trevor Hayward loads of times anyway but generally with guest episodes it's like how are you what have you been working on let's talk about the film you're working on or the book or whatever it is let's talk about this and what do you work you know all that sort of stuff it's nice yeah. to know no we were I was covering it was it was just like one of these shows but, <laughs> what, but what did you watch on Monday night it, it kind of was and then we chatted about the venomous you know idiots that are social media and people leaving yep. shit reviews of things and what's the matter with them and you know all, all sorts so I you know Chloe's still speaking to me so I'm guessing she enjoyed herself but it must have been a bit of a shock because generally it's like so how are you tell me about your new film which we did cover some of that anyway, but it was just so random. 
It was like having you here without the Star Trek talk, basically. But I think we might have even covered Star Trek, so who knows. But, uh, yeah, just to get the money side of things out the way, I saw on somebody's Twitter profile, the first, and I know it's a thing, but I'd never, ever seen it before, the super follow button. The super follow button? Oh, do you not know about the super follow button? Tell me all about Holy it. Holy I've been away from uh, social media far too long, it seems. Right. So imagine I had a super follow button on my profile. Firstly, uh-huh. that'll never happen. But do you have it or do I get it? I, do I have to press it or do you press it? You have to press it. Okay, yeah. So, so, I, so what I do is... I'm the screen on Twitter yeah. and I hit the super follow button. Yes. For the okay. bargain price of £2.49 a month, you get to see extra tweets from me. Do I? Yes. Does it make these tweets up then? <laughs> I don't know. No, I think I make them up and I go, well, I'm just going to say I've watched The Sadness. Fuck me, what a crazy film that was, but I've not watched all of it. I've got half an hour to go. And I go, ooh, I need to make that a super follow tweet. So only the poor people that pay £2.49 a month to me get to see that tweet. Bargain. Worth every single penny. Oh, my God. Because I saw somebody's profile. It wasn't even like a... a, To be fair, even if Oliver Stone had a super follow button, I ain't paying £2.49 to read extra tweets from from Oliver. So Oliver, if you're listening, I really would. I would pay to for right now. But I really wouldn't. That's for the sake of argument, it's not happening. But this was just a regular account. It wasn't like, you know, uh, whoever. Uh, it wasn't like the Walking Dead cast or, or something. No. Or a Power Rangers official thing or whatever. It was like Apple a, talking about his goats. <laughs> it's Apple talking about goats and how he just loves being in the office. Um, <laughs> but it's just like, what the fuck? So I clicked on this super thing. I thought, there's no way it's just going to bill me because it doesn't know where to charge money to. So I'm going to go to the next menu and see what it is. And it, yes, it said £2.49 per month and you get to read these tweets. Why has everything got to be monetized? It's not even everything has to be monetized. It's everything has to be monetized monthly because they mm. want you with that recurring payment. Yep. You know, please come and rather than buy this movie, um, you know, for for a tenner, why don't you subscribe to our package for yep. seven ninety nine a month? It's just bonkers. It's like everything, but all the content. So people are obviously... I mean, I love tweeting. I tweet a stupid amount. I'm surprised I haven't lost more followers because I do tweet a lot. Uh, <laughs> but thankfully, hopefully they mute me and go, well, I'll only unlock him once a week. But I could never think, oh, oh, people need to pay me money now. Don't get me wrong. If somebody wants to pay me money to do stuff, if anybody wants to message me and say, right, £2.49 and you send me whatever DMs I want, I'm all right. I'm I'm fine with that. I'll happily have like an only tweets account or whatever. Someone <laughs> voluntarily wants to give me money for for pretty much anything. But I don't want to go out and say I'd like some money, please, and then you can see this stuff. It's just it's bonkers. Everything's about likes and follows and how many numbers and how many downloads and how many this and it's all just focuses on the dollar bill. I love podcasting for because the fact that I get to have a conversation. And, you know, within this conversation, at some point, Rob, you will be able to get a word in edgeways. I promise. <laughs> but it's just, it blew my mind. It's like £2.49 for a super follow on your bike. So do we know how much of the £2.49 that that person gets? No. Because Twitter are bound to get 
two pounds forty eight of it or something, aren't they? <laughs> something like that. You have a new sub- super subscriber. You are now earning one penny a month. It's a, Keep those tweets up. It's a bit like eBay, isn't it? You go, brilliant, I've just sold this DVD for 10 quid and PayPal are like, well, I'll have three of that. And then eBay go, oh, I love nine of that. And you're like, hang on a minute, I owe eBay like, you know, more money than I've made. And then the you walk over quid. To, uh, to Royal Mail and realise that it costs you seven quid to send the thing. Yeah, exactly. So it's like eBay's just... I used to make a lot of money off eBay selling all the old VHS stock and stuff from the video stores, but mm-hmm. forget it. I don't sell anything on eBay now because it's you'd end up uh, just walking away with about 60p for something yeah. you'd sell for a tenner. Mm-hmm. So yeah, super follows. Absolutely wow. mind-blowing. So, you know, I did not click that button and, and go, oh, <laughs> let me just pay this thing. I don't know. Obviously, the only thing that people are going to pay for is porn, isn't it? Yeah. It has to be. Or do you think people, if, like, if Marvel did one, do you think people would pay that just so they could see a, a picture of Doctor Strange 3 or whatever three months early? Because then you just stick to and it I was and share wait, wait, it, wouldn't you? That, you know, would people pay Marvel to see Doctor Strange naked? I thought, mm, probably. No, well, no. Possibly. They probably would. But it, it's just got to be another offshoot, pardon the pun, of, of OnlyFans type thing, isn't it? Yeah. Can't see anybody else Maybe, maybe you should try it. You know, these uh, <laughs> old Scottish pictures you were on about, you know, and, uh, possibly. and test these. I possibly, I might get people saying, I'll give you three quid if you stop tweeting that out, please. But yeah, so that's that's my sort of rants of the week. Uh, there probably will be more, but uh, so I figured this episode was just going to be like nonstop, what have we watched? And predominantly most of it will be, but because you've had like a week or two off and then we didn't do your 10 films in May. No, we didn't. We did mine because it was me we and did. you that did them together. And then... I think me and Stu Miller did his because then he said he was going away down to download, which mm-hmm. he had a very good time from what I could tell. Great. And then I'm like, have we done Rob's? For like a week or so, it's been bugging me going, I don't think we did Rob's. And then today I finally got around to messaging you, <laughs> asking you. So uh, so have you got 10 films from your top 100? These are the ones you would take to a desert island, obviously, if you had solar, I, solar panels I and do stuff. do have... My uh, my list, yeah. If I have solar panels and DVD player that you were uh, kindly shipped over to me, yes. So what have you got? I was write these down as well, just so I could look at them afterwards. Right, drum roll. We're going to start no, with num- number one is drum roll. I have not seen that one. Right? <laughs> yeah, what we got? Well, you know what. I'm actually <laughs> going to change what number one is now, and uh, I'm reordering my list. Number one is Drumline. I've never even heard of that. Is that one word or is that two words? Drumline, one word. Never heard of it. Educate me. Nick Cannon, Zoe Saldana, which, uh, you know, before she uh, played Uhura in Star Trek. Um, And basically, it revolves around uh, a university in the States that is notorious for their marching bands. Okay. Um, So... Um, the the lead character um, gets uh, a kind of uh, a scholarship at the university, and it's kind of um, how he um, kind of goes about kind of getting on the drumline. Okay, never even heard of that. So, but so if, how, 
how long has that been in your favourite thing since you saw it? It's like, oh, oh wow, yeah. this is a great film. Drumline is a film, and this is how far far ago I watched it. When um, me and Nicole were dating, and we were going back and forth, she was coming over from the states, I was going over to the states. Um, I spent a lot of time, kind of, in hotel rooms and everything. And whilst I was over there, you know, before we had the the huge kind of uh streaming services that we had now where we were kind of on uh cable and satellite tv they had the hbo channel okay. um in in the hotel i used to stay at and uh this film was playing um one day on hbo and i just watched it in the hotel and absolutely thought it was uh fantastic the the thing is above anything else it's so catchy because of the music played by the bands. Um, because, you know, everybody's kind of familiar with the, the Glee TV show, for example. Uh, Glee kind of known for um, doing kind of mashups of a few songs. Well, when these marching bands are going, they're kind of transitioning between one song and another. And it's just amazing. To, to see what these people can do especially when they're kind of still marching in formation and they've got you know so many things kind of going on and uh you know the, this particular movie it, it kind of shows the politics because obviously there's big rivals between different universities so you see kind of um what's the word for it um kind of band offs i'm not sure where okay. it's yeah. one versus another so that you know you've literally got kind of a line of drummers for example from from university a a line of drummers from university b and one person will kind of step out and kind of do their thing getting in the face of one of the other members of the team and oh it's it's just an amazing film i really enjoy drumline okay i've checked that out i've never uh, never even heard of it which is half the fun with these lists yep brilliant Okay, what else you got? Right, so uh, I'll go back to my uh, original number one, <laughs> um, which was the original Candyman with nice. uh, my good friend Tony Todd. Yes. Um, you know, anybody who's been listening to this podcast for, you know, uh, at least a little while probably knows I've got a bit of an infatuation with Tony Todd. Loved him on Star Trek Deep Space Nine as um, the old Jake Sisko. Obviously, he played lots of other roles in uh, Star Trek as well, including yep. Kern, Wolf's brother. Um, but, you know, what kind of uh, a movie that most to- Tony Todd fans kind of think is synonymous with him is obviously the Candyman movie. Um, you know, we was lucky enough also to be, uh, you know, in, in the latest reincarnation of the movie, but I like the original. Um, that's my Tony Todd movie. That's my kind of little guilty pleasure. Um, I've tried many times uh, reciting Candyman over and over again, looking in the mirror <laughs> to see if Tony had come and kind of visit me because I've got the autograph book there ready and waiting. Yep. But unfortunately, it hasn't happened as of yet. You get a video from him on Cameo for about 80 quid, though, and you could probably say hi, Rob, and, you know, that sort of thing. So it's a possibility. <laughs> Have you managed to watch Candyman 2 and 3 yet, though? Or are they... I haven't. Yeah. I, I, I've pretty much stayed with the first one. Probably wise, I would say. <laughs> Two and three are watchable, but there they ain't no Candyman one. So, mm-hmm. okay, good choice. Um, the next one on my list is Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. And I know there's been a few of them, mm-hmm. but this is the 1994 version. Yes. Uh, so it's kind of the middle one. 
Um, and Attenborough, isn't it, this one? Yeah. Yes. And that was the one that I saw first. Um, and, yeah, it's just one of those kind of really, really good kind of feel-good movies. The cast is fantastic. Um, just everything about it is one of those kind of magical moments for kids at Christmas. And like I've said before, a lot of the, a lot of movies and a lot of movies that you list in your kind of top tens, top hundreds, whatever it may be, um, are probably there because there's also this nostalgia factor yeah, to yeah, it. Um, and this has that. It's a movie that I owned on VHS. Then I transitioned to DVD. At some point, I'm sure I'll transition to Blu-ray. Um, now I'm getting back into the physical media. It's yeah. just a cracking film. Did you have the VHS that had the double-sided cover? Because I know the rental one did. Um, I don't think it had a double-sided cover, no. Right. Yeah, the rental copies did. I think one was like the flashy one and then one was not as flashy. But what we used to do, or what I used to do periodically in the video store, was any film that had a double-sided cover, like mm. every month or so you'd go and flip all the covers around it and just freak <laughs> people out. Like, oh. Well, this, this this is the Netflix um, or, and kind of Amazon trick where you'll go on there and you'll go, oh, what's that? Oh, that's that movie from last week that's now got a different... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And ne- so. Netflix also have the different poster art for the film Cuties, which got them into a whole bunch of trouble, but I think that's long gone. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> Miracle on 34th Street is good. So I've seen two out of three so far, so I'm not doing too too bad. What's your fourth? Uh, the fourth, and I'm sure you've seen this one. Um, and, again, it's the original, not the TV series remake. It's Turner and Hooch with Tom Hanks. Yes, many times. At Turner and Hooch, I um, I ended up inheriting uh, the video back in the day where my dad, again, was selling VHS videos on uh, a market, and I'd go and help him out. And um, in a box of videos that he bought from the wholesaler, Turner and Hooch was there, but there was no um, box for it. It was just the videotape itself. So it was like, we can't sell this. Do you want this video, Rob? And I was like, yeah, I'll take this home. Um, Took it home, watched the movie. As a kid, um, uh, you know, who um, is an animal lover, um, (laughs) you know, I love the movie. It also kind of makes you cry. A little bit. Um, (laughs) But, um, you know, it it was kind of fondly cemented in my heart because it does have a happy hint happy ending uh and i don't care if i spoil that for anybody because you should have watched it by now oh, it's like from 1989 or something stupid, yeah. isn't it? it's like if you've not watched it now yeah probably not it's see it's got a sad ending but i had it happy ending as well but we it, yeah we saw it on tv on a rerun probably clearly uh like a couple of months ago and it was getting to the end bit and i'd forgotten mm-hmm. the ending i'm like oh my <laughs> god and then it's like yeah it's got a happy ending but that doesn't remove the sad ending Nope. Doesn't make me feel any better, this nice happy ending, because you've still gone with the bad ending. So I don't know how I feel about that film, but it's great. And I must have really enjoyed the movie at the time as well, because I even made my own, um, I, I got an empty VHS box, I made my own artwork <laughs> insert where, <laughs> I where I'd drawn um, kind of um, hooch. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it was then proudly displayed in my collection. I'd forgotten. I used to do that as well with some VHS. You just get a mag, or I used to just get a magazine and cut something out, and then find a title, and then cut that out, and just make my own. Oh my god! Yeah. 
Yep, so I've seen that um, one. So what else you got? What's number five? The next one, number five, is a movie I only watched a few weeks back. Um, you know, thanks to my uh, Apple trial, it was Finch again mm. with Tom Hanks. Nice. Um, you know, it's you know, if if you can tell me that a movie is a good movie and it falls into that post apocalyptic kind of genre, then it's gonna go kind of way up my list and and this is that movie. Tom Hanks is one of my favorite um male actors. Um and and the story is so lovely um, but all wrapped in that kind of post-apocalyptic, futuristic kind of style that I love. So, yeah. um, you know, you really can't go wrong with Finch. The only um, thing I'm a bit disappointed is I haven't been able to see it on kind of DVD or Blu-ray to buy. Uh, this is um, the problem I have with a lot of the streamers. You know, it's like I get why you want people to buy your digital copies, but for the love of God, bring it out on physical disc. Yeah. Yeah, we live in sad times where a lot of the time... Uh, Stranger Things, is that out on disc? I don't know. It well should be. I'd even be happy, like, kind of a disc-on-demand kind of feature. Imagine, like, yeah. you walk into your Tesco or your Asda, and there's a little machine out there, and you go, flick through, and you go, oh, yeah, yeah, Finch, you pay 15 quid or whatever, and you finish your shop, and you go back to the machine, type in a number, and your little disc falls out or, yep. or whatever. I'd be happy with that. But nope, they nope. don't seem to do it, which is really annoying. And I know a lot of people that don't have the, you know, my aunt doesn't have the internet. I mm -hmm. mean, to be fair, my aunt has dementia and doesn't have a memory anymore and can't remember she's got a DVD player that's sitting around in front of her, but that's not the point. She doesn't have the internet, so therefore can't watch films that stream. Yeah, she could never watch Finch. No, not at all. Uh, and she loves dog movies, so... Yeah, you know, there you go. That go very well, but it's never going to happen. Yeah. Um, but yep, good. That's probably one of the newer films on your list as well, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yep. Um, the next one, we're, we're again, we're going back in time again. Um, um, it's Blue Streak, starring Martin oh, Lawrence. Great film. Yeah. Um, I remember um, I I'd gone on holiday, and um, the kind of the the resort we were staying at. Do you know where you'd go to a resort and they'd have like a little kind of video borrowing library? So you'd go to kind of reception and they'd probably have a collection of 50, 60 uh, VHS tapes or um, whatever, and you'd pay like a pound, take it back, watch it, and then kind of come and return it the next day. Or if you were me, in an hour, a couple of hours' time and get a different one. Yeah. Um, it, it, that's how I was introduced to Blue Streak. The, you know, it looked good, looked exciting, um, and I've loved that movie ever since. Again, it was one of those movies that, after watching it, I went home and bought it. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, Blue Streak is a movie I really enjoy. And for those who haven't seen it, go out and see it, because uh, Martin Lawrence is kind of uh, a convict who... Um, you know, he's been convicted of um, theft, but they never found um, the diamond he stole. Yeah. And that's because he hid it in a building. Unfortunately, when he gets out of prison to go and, re you know, retrieve uh, said diamond, the building has been turned into the local police station. 
I saw Blue Streak at the cinema when it came out. Ooh, I look did, at you. Because I was a fan of Bad Boys, and it was mm-hmm. like, oh, this kind of looks a little bit like Bad Boys, but without Will Smith, because <laughs> it hits the other guy that isn't Will Smith. And mm-hmm. I went to the cinema to see it. It was, it was a blast. It's really mm. good, good film. So the next one probably uh, needs no introduction, but uh, it's Rush Hour with Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it, it goes back to this time, you know, Blue Streak fits it in perfectly with it. This, you know, there was this kind of um, almost like a golden age for me for, for comedy uh, in movies that, you know, you'd buy these movies, you, you'd sit and watch them and you'd absolutely love everything that came out of it and then crave more. So, you know, Rush Hour then 2 would come out and you go, yeah, got to see that. Rush Hour 3, yeah, got to see that. Um, and, and that was me with Rush Hour. You know, I love Jackie Chan because I love the fact that he does kind of all these stunts on his own and just seems to be able to defy gravity. Um, you know, Chris Tucker's the kind of the perfect pairing. You know, Jackie Chan can do all these moves and really kind of kick somebody's ass. And Chris Tucker kind of goes, what have I got? Oh, let's throw this gun at him or something yeah. like that. Chris Tucker just shrieks at them and yeah. hopes that works. Um, so yeah, Rush Hour is, uh, you know, one of those films that, um, I, I own on DVD and absolutely love. Good commentaries as well on the Rush Hour films. Mm. Certainly the first one I've listened to that one, but that's, that's interesting. What's next? Uh, number nine. Number eight. No, eight. Eight. Yep. Sorry. Yep. See, good job. I'm writing them down here. You'd be skipping a film. (laughs) Um, is the original Jumanji. Yeah. Uh, Robin Williams, um, you know, plays a fantastic part. Um, Jumanji is a film I saw in cinemas. Um, it's, you know, for, for its time, it was great, you know, and um, I've kind of continued the cinema tradition with Addy because um, when the new Jumanjis have come out with The Rock, um, I think uh, with each one, we've visited the cinema and watched it together as a family. It's just something we kind of sit down, uh, enjoy kind of, you know, everything that goes on and just, just kind of um, almost kind of forget yourself and like be absorbed into the movie into the board game into the video game on the later ones um but you know if i've got to say this is my favorite then it's got to be the original with robin williams who obviously sadly isn't with us anymore the uh the end of the podcast i did with chloe she (laughs) or i made her um because i'd seen a a facebook thing where she'd mentioned the fact that she'd met robin williams so i'm like right when i'm when i've got her on the podcast i'm having that story out of her so that's sort of the last story on that podcast was her going through the time that she got to hang out with robin williams not just meet and shake hands and stuff got to hang out with him which is kind of a nice cool story amazing Um, unfortunately, you and me have not got one of those stories, but so I just, no. I just feed off everybody else's stories. It's the next best thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, number nine, what we got? Number nine is Rim of the World. That's, um, that's not some dodgy. <laughs> kind of sounds like it might be. So I've never heard of that one, allegedly. You Whoa. will have heard it when I explain it a bit more. I have spoke about it when I originally watched it. Um, in one of the podcasts, probably maybe last year or, yeah, you know, probably maybe early last year. Um, basically, Rim the World is 
kind of almost um, kind of a modern day um, kind of goonies, but without searching for lost treasure, you've been sent on some important mission by uh, the US government. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of four uh, kind of kids who go off to summer camp. Um, they are kind of um, on one of these kind of organized uh, excursions with uh, the the camp hosts and decide, you know, it's a bit boring. We're going to go off on our own and do our own thing. So um, they, they're kind of hiking in the wilderness on their own and all hell breaks loose. Um, kind of aliens attack. You've got kind of the U.S. sending fighter planes after them and kind of battle rages in the sky. And they think, oh, shit, what are we going to do here? So they head back to camp and find that the camp is completely deserted because they've evacuated uh, as per government guidelines. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, They kind of, however, get kind of pulled into the whole situation when they're given kind of the the key uh, to saving the day um, of this alien invasion and they have to go on a quest to kind of um, do what they need to do. Okay. But it's a movie I sat down and watched um, on my own originally. It got absolutely panned by a lot of people. But a lot of people didn't understand that they were going for this kind of almost kind of... Um, it's almost like kind of a Stranger Things retro feel to it. Yeah. Um, and so it got panned, but I absolutely loved it. So then I sat down um, probably 12 months later... Um, and uh, watched it with Addy, who said it was one of her favourite films. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm quite happy with my choice, and I would watch that film over and over. It's really good. Okay, it's now on my list of films to watch, which is getting stupidly long by the minute. But yep, okay. And what is your final ten before we find out what we've both been watching recently? My final film um, for for this month. Yep. Or last month as it is. Yeah, it's like May, um, it? It's getting very it's, confusing. It's my fault. <laughs> um, is simply called Nine, and that's the yeah. number nine. Just like the animated type. Like, I'll say, the what, animated with the green, one. the green cover art, whatever. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like a, um, a a green number nine. That's like kind of mystical um, energy. Yeah. Um, but it's it's literally about um, a a stuffed toy. Um, slash doll um, that kind of wakes up and um, is living in this post-apocalyptic world um, and uh, you know there's uh, adventure and um, kind of all the amazingness of kind of saving the world um, you know around um, the tasks that, that the doll has to has to perform um and it's really weird because i have a lot of nostalgia over films animated films i watched as a kid you know animated cartoons i absolutely love you know there's so many i watched um and hold dear to me but when it comes to being an adult if i'm looking for a film to watch I kind of see an animated film and think, Ugh, I'll watch it kind of as a family film, but 
I don't really want to watch it, but this is different. It's it's not really, I don't think, a family film. It's aimed at, at a bit kind of older audience, I suppose, kind of um, a teenage audience and above. Um, and there's just something special about the movie. I just think it's really good. Okay. Yep. One I've not seen, but one I'm, I'm really iffy. I'm a hard sell when it comes to animated stuff. Yeah, me too, but I really enjoyed that movie. Brilliant. Well, how many have I seen? I have not seen Drumline. I have uh, not seen Rim in the World, and I've not seen Nine. So that's three. So yeah. I've seen seven. So that's not bad. It's pretty yeah. pretty good. And it's not bad for for me having three in there that you haven't seen. So I'm quite happy with that. Getting there. Yep. Now, are you <laughs> keeping lists of all these ten? So I don't, I'm not going to ask you what your first ten were, or your second ten were, but are you Home keeping Alone, them? Halloween, Good Morning Vietnam, Greece Two. So you've got yep. them, good. Because at, at some point, when you've gone through them all, send mm-hmm. me a list of them all so okay. that I can just look, and I'm just curious to see. I tend to write them down on a piece of paper each week and then tell Annette what they are and stuff, and then get rid of mm-hmm. the paper because I don't want a house full of paper. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing her entire lists. Mm-hmm. So, um, are we ready to go through all the crap we've watched? This <laughs> I'll start just to give you a bit of a breather. I okay. think I finished off Stranger Things. Fantastic. We, we what did you think? I like it. I, I've Me always too. I've always liked Stranger Things. I haven't always loved Stranger Things. I mean, a lot of people online are like, "Oh my god, it's amazing! I can't wait." However many months till the next one. And the best thing on. T- I don't think it's like that, but that's nothing against it. It's just like I'm looking forward to it. I watch it. I enjoy it. Oh, I'm looking forward to watching the next episode. It it's not it's not Star Trek. You know how you would be like, oh my god, give me another Star Trek now, or yeah. Power Rangers now, or me with an Oliver Stone film, or or something. Um, but I liked it. I thought this season it's it was this is the first season I've watched on the projector. Mm-hmm. So and it's hugely cinematic. It's like you can see why they're spending thirty million dollars per episode or whatever on this thing. Mm-hmm. It, uh, the running times are a bit confusing, though. It's just all <laughs> over the place. I mean, the, the finale was like one hour 38 or whatever. So we had to schedule that because it was a case of, well, I'm not going to watch it when I finish work and I can't watch it before Annette goes to work. So we literally had to sort of go, right, when are our days off? When can we do it? That's why it's taken me like two weeks to to sort of fire through these seven episodes. Mm-hmm. But I liked it. Um, I don't know. What, what's your thoughts on it? It's just like uh, not a lot happened in it in some ways. No, in some I, ways it did, some ways it didn't. I'm a huge Stranger Things fan, so I fall in the category of, you know, kind of loving it. Like a super fan um, type thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. Um, and, you know, season four, I loved season four or, or the first half of it. Um, yeah. I have preferred earlier seasons. Yeah, season one for me, I re- and I've only ever watched them once. I don't know how many times you've watched them, mm-hmm. but uh, um, season season one I really enjoyed when that first hit. Yeah, season two was pretty good, and then the last t- couple of episodes were like, wow, that was really good. So then you get left with that amazing taste in your mm-hmm. mouth. Same with the third season, a little mm-hmm. bit slow, a little bit slow. The whole sort of Star Court Mall thing. Oh my god, that was amazing. And yep. then there was a lot of that in season four as well, but it just mm-hmm. felt bigger did season four. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I liked, you know, season one, obviously fantastic because it's new. So everything's kind of a journey. Um, you, you know, you're not used to things. Season two, 
Um, I was kind of dumbfounded on the first episode. I was like, oh my god, have they done that to us? You know, i.e. has season one been gone and that's the end of those characters and we're now into a different place with different people. Um, It was a great curveball. Um, Season three... You know, obviously everybody was getting older, so we were kind of seeing a different side of things, and we got the mall to discover, which was great, and then the ending was fantastic. Mm. Season four, everyone's drawing the pensions. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even joking when I thought Eleven was Winona Ryder in a couple of scenes. I'm not even not even for comical value. I'm like, is that... And we got really confused. Annette and I were in a conversation last night about... Uh, who Nancy's brother was. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I think it's it's Will. And she's like, no, it's not Will. He's winning on a rider's kid. I'm like, really? Is it? And we couldn't remember because it's been that long since we saw all these yeah. characters in the family units. Where we're, and we ended up working the answer out anyway. But we got very confused. And it's like, well, where is everybody? Why are they not? And it's like, where are they? So. Well, it, it's funny because like, just on the age thing, you know, you've got the the whole kind of <laughs> eleven Winona Ryder thing. Yeah. When when you see the shots of uh, Dusty Bun's um, other half, um, I'm like, <laughs> is that her, or is that a different actress? Have they got yeah. someone different to play? I'm not sure because there's so much of a change. Yeah. Um, so at, at times, kind of, it throws you season four because you. You, there is a drastic difference um obviously um and i don't think it's any kind of big spoiler or anything you know there's um in season four we've got kind of um uh, we see a younger 11 as well yeah and at first i'm going is that 11 is it supposed to be 11 i wasn't quite sure <laughs> yeah well they all so, had shaved hair didn't they, in this yeah. sort of, uh facility so you know, at times the 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 kind of rapid aging, almost kind of uh, akin to um, the Walking Dead, ten years later. Um, yeah. You know, is a bit difficult um, to kind of get your head around and and kind of pulls you out a little bit until you figure things out. I think uh, I think they're suffering the same problem that the Walking Dead suffered with Carl. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously you can't. I'm short of CGIing. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do it. So it's one of those things you just got to go. Okay, I get it. The actors are grown up. It's fine. And we've had a pandemic, and it's no problem. Yeah. But it does throw you a little bit. It does. It really does. But all in all, I thought it was a really good season. And then yeah. uh, we've only got a couple of weeks until the the remaining two episodes, aka four hours, uh, comes out. So. And I'm looking forward to that as well. Well, we're going to make an event of that. We're going to sort Ooh. of, uh, obviously, an event as in, like, we're just going to have to block out some time to watch it on the projector. <laughs> but uh, it was a loud episode, that finale, so I was a little bit conscious of make sure this finishes by 11 o'clock or the neighbours are going to be wondering what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, it's good. I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm glad I'm up to date on that. So I've finished Stranger Things. I am fully up to date on Obi-Wan Kenobi. I can't believe there's only like, is there one more episode left or something? I think it finishes next week, doesn't it? Was it seven in total? Is it seven? I thought it was six. but Oh, I'm not sure now. But I'm hoping you're right because it's, uh, it's an extra episode we get. But but I'm I'm totally opposite to a lot of the internet that are just bitching and moaning about how terrible this show is and how the direction's awful and the characters are terrible and the writing's atrocious. I'm thinking, I don't know what show you're watching. I'm really enjoying it. 
Oh no, six episodes, I think. Six, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've had number five this week, haven't we? Mm. Uh, so we've got one more, so it finishes next week. But I'm loving it. What, what's your yeah. thoughts? I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so much. Like I, I think I mentioned it um, the last time we podcast. Um, kind of since Disney has taken over, and we've seen these kind of um, kind of TV series and mini series with the kind of Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian, and that kind of stuff. I've liked Star Wars more. I, yep. You know, I think maybe that's why I went down the Star Trek route, the whole kind of Star Trek versus Star Wars, which one do you fall on? There was more to get your teeth in with Star Trek. There, you know, it wasn't just a movie here and there and that's it. It was, you know, um, a TV series that, that went for three seasons. Then obviously we had The Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager and so on. Um you know, rather than just kind of three original Star Wars movies. Now we're getting this kind of TV series uh, after TV series with kind of backstories and we fill in bits and, and everything. Yeah. I'm enjoying it more. Yeah, I am. Somebody on uh, Facebook was coming at me yesterday because somebody had done a posting saying, oh my God, Disney are just ruining Star Wars and they're just wrecking everything. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I went, so then somebody else had replied saying, oh, don't worry about it. Uh, all these people that are liking the new Star Wars, they're just millennials that aren't true Star Wars fans, right? So I'm hey. like, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> so I went in and I'm like, I am a true Star Wars fan and I'm liking all the stuff that they're doing. Well, you're not a true Star Wars fan. <laughs> um, and I went back and I said, I've been a Star Wars fan since I was six years old in 1977 and the damn film came out. And interviewed several of the stars. <laughs> exactly. <What about> you? <laughs> so then they came back with, yeah, but the original trilogy is the best. And I went back saying, yes, it is. The yeah. original trilogy is the best. However, I still like all the other Star Wars, some more than others, but I do like them all. And uh, and she she basically ended the conversation going, yeah, fair enough. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> all this bullshit about, oh, I hate people that say, like, like, oh, Rob, you can't be a Power Rangers fan. Why can't I? I can be whatever fan I want. It's, the society's getting worse for stuff like that. It's like, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. Fuck off. These people have forgotten. I was a kid when being a fan of Star Wars and Star Trek was untrendy, <laughs> and you were bullied for it. I lived exactly. through that. So, so how do you think I feel now that I'm older? You know, no one's telling me what I can and can't like. No. Not at all. So, but yeah, I'm I'm liking this new stuff. I mean, some of them more than others, but I think a lot of these people that are watching the new Star Wars are not liking it. They they want the same feeling that they get when they were a kid, and it doesn't yeah. work. No, because you're it's, not a child. You're an exactly, adult. Exactly. It's the whole thing. Like I keep saying, your top films will have nostalgia attached to it. Yeah. And that's because you were a kid at the time, so it was more amazing, more fantastical, more mind-blowing, whatever it may be. Yeah. And when you're older, unfortunately, you lose that, the same as, you know, you know, your belief in fairies or whatever it may be. I mean, fairies obviously are ex- they still exist, but, you know, that was a good yeah. example. But, I mean, I had to kick a film out of my top 100 last, well, probably a couple of weeks back because, spoiler, Top Gun Maverick is now in my top 100. <laughs> Not even kidding. And it's like, well, that is the newest film. Clearly, it's not, there's not going to be a newer film than that because that is the only film in years that I have gone to the cinema to see thinking, yeah, I'm sure this is pretty good. And it has 
blown me away and actually made me feel some sort of emotion and had me yeah. on the edge of my seat and had that little lump in my throat and all that sort of stuff. And that's a lot. A lot of people are saying that they've got that from Top Gun Maverick. And for that alone, it's like that film needs to be, for my experience watching that film, it has yeah. to be in my top 100. So I can't remember what I kicked out, but something got and booted. I, I think that's a good thing about um, a sequel done right mm -hmm. is if you have nostalgia attached to that so yeah. um i'm thinking just out of the top of my head because i haven't seen uh maverick so i can't compare even though i'm i know it's going to be fantastic because i love the original top gun and i've heard what you've said about it yeah. but if i compare to how i loved uh coming to america as a kid yeah yeah and then watching coming the number two America, yep. and everybody was saying, oh, it's rubbish. No, <laughs> sorry. The nostalgia was back for me. It fit perfectly in with what I remember as a kid from the first one. It was a great film. Yep. Um, and because I got the nostalgia attached to it. Yeah, exactly. So people just need to get over themselves. I think. Stop, yeah. <laughs> stop bitching about stuff. Um, so, yeah, so Obi-Wan Kenobi, I'm up to date. Are you up to date on Ms. Marvel? I am. I've watched the first I, two episodes. I haven't started on that yet. It's okay. on my list, but I haven't got around to it. Well, we've watched episode number two. Enjoyed it just as much as episode number one. Still Great. loving that show. Uh, you've got to sit down with Addy and watch that. I think you'll, mm -hmm. you will both love it. Content-wise, you're fine. Yeah. It's, it's definitely aimed to people around her age and you know big old geeks like me and you but uh annette and i just sat down and we were just it's a lot funnier than a lot of the other but not yeah. stupid funny just comedic realistic funny i think i think show. i told you when you were telling me how good it was uh on a phone call and i said that me and Addy had sat down and uh, watched Stargirl. We watched Stargirl yes. Season 1 yeah. and we've partly through Stargirl Season 2 now um and um, kind of, we both enjoyed that because obviously, you know, I it fits in with the whole kind of superhero character. But for Addy, it's a young female character yeah. who you know is kind of school age and going out and kicking butt and yeah. you know doing you know everything that, that a kid wants to do. Yeah. Um, and I think that probably fits in very good with Miss Marvel as well. I think it does. Yeah. It's really good, so I'm definite thumbs up still to Ms. Marvel. Great. So I think uh, I, I'm quite liking these shows that drop on each week. Yeah, I like. I've never. Been, I haven't got the time to binge watch everything. So I know mm -hmm. look, people did it with Stranger Things. They did it with all sorts. They're like, oh, finished it in the weekend. Well, good for you. I don't want to rush through something, and mm -hmm. I don't have the sort of free time where I can sit down and go, right, now I'm just going to hammer through something. I tend to watch one, maybe two episodes a day if I can mm -hmm. get away with it. Uh, I know you do it a lot faster on some shows. How you do it, I don't know, but fair play to you. Well, well, it <laughs> depends. Like like I said, the, uh, kind of the, the last week I've been suffering from uh, kind of chronic back problems has, has happened uh, quite frequently with myself so um, it kept me bed bound for, for quite a lot of time which uh, frees up a lot of your time to watch uh, yeah, movies and TV so um, but yeah so we, we've got Ms. Marvel um, Obi-Wan Kenobi I'm sure there was something else that drops on each week but I'm quite liking that because it also makes it varied mm -hmm. rather than me jumping on a podcast going well I've watched 47 episodes of Millennium <laughs> and then after that i haven't i've watched three episodes of millennium but uh but yeah so what have, what have you watched then 
what have you got? Right, so I'm going to rush through a few TV things. Mm-hmm. So I've watched about three seasons of Dad's Army on DVD. Yeah. Uh, Amazon have got, I think, three or four seasons of the original Saved by the Bell. So I've been kind of working my way through those, even though I have them on DVD. Having them on Amazon is that much easier because I don't have to get up to <laughs> replace the disc. Um, I've watched some Heidi High on DVD. I've watched some Red Dwarf on D- DVD. So that's kind of my... Um, nostalgia kick when it comes to kind of um, comedy TV. Um, I'm also up to date with the Orville on Disney Plus, um, and I am still absolutely loving that show. Every, and I say it every time I mention the Orville, it is so what the new Star Trek shows should be. Um, you know, it, it's it's just got the right formula that kind of speaks to um, kind of the Star Trek fans of old, um, and and you can tell because you know season one, um, Seth MacFarlane was like, "I've got to make this funny. It's got to have the com- comedic angle," and then season two came along and he realised you know what, I don't need that. And it dropped out and there was a bit of it. And I think, again, it's dropped out a bit more. It's becoming kind of more Star Trek as time goes on. Not that season one wasn't less Star Trek. You've just got to watch it. It's a a great show. And, uh, you know, may it live on for many, many more seasons. So uh, I'm completely up to date with that. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of my TV for the week. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing. So, have you watched more films, or I mean, you've obviously watched I've, like I've a ton watched, of Dad's Army and stuff, haven't you? So. I've watched six films. Wow. Okay. So, uh, do you want to go through those? Go for it. We'll we'll sort of uh, we'll yo-yo each other that okay. way because you know it gives you a breather, um, gives me a breather too. So, you first. Talking about um, Star Trek, um, the first film on my list is The Contractor from Amazon Prime. It stars Chris Pine, um, who obviously played the the rebooted um, Captain James T. Kirk in the new movies. Um, So um, Chris plays a kind of US Special Forces um, sergeant who unfortunately is discharged and uh, a friend of his says i've got a job you can do um i i do some work for this um guy it's like kind of like a a black ops like under the table nobody can know about it thing um but it's all for for the good of the country and uh, so uh chris meets with the guy signs on the dotted line and then things start going a bit to hell um i really enjoyed this movie it's one of those kind of action-packed um kind of um almost kind of um i don't know a bit of a uh, a born movie or something like that it's lots of fun anyway i you know and with having chris pine in uh it, it was nice as well okay i've seen the thumbnail and it's like ooh, but I have way too many films to watch, so I've not got to that <laughs> one yet. So for me, I am I've got about half an hour of this left to watch because I didn't manage mm-hmm. to finish it tonight. But on uh, on Chris's recommendation and sort of partially your recommendation, I've been a whole shudderthon over the past few days. <laughs> so I've watched a few things from that, and today I thought, oh, I'm going to check out the sadness 
from Taiwan. Fuck me, that film's brutal. Oh my! I, I, I'm, I'm oh, glad you said Jesus because um, yeah, the, the zombies do. <laughs> oh my god! It was. I mean, the that's how I've not finished the film yet. So mm-hmm. you know, but I there think, is no spoilers. No, don't worry. The first half hour is a lot better than the the subsequent mm-hmm. parts that I've seen. I think once they get off the train, which is a mini, it's not a mini spoiler, it's not really anything, but it's once they get off the train, it's not as good as it was before that. Yeah. That whole outbreak of the thing, Jesus Christ, that's <laughs> horrific. I actually felt there's not many films that make me feel queasy. That did. Slightly. It, I didn't, it kind I didn't, of makes your uh, Walking Dead zombies look like a pushover, doesn't it? Oh, it really does. It's just like, Holy crap. That's <laughs> absolutely... I think, I mean, Train to Busan, I think, is fantastic. But I think that first half hour up to the train part, I would put up against Train to Busan. I think mm-hmm. overall, once I finish the film, I'll probably say Train to Busan's better because Train to Busan is consistently amazing all yeah. from start to finish, whereas this one isn't. Mm. But uh, Jesus Christ... It's insane. It it says a lot about society as well because there's a whole thing on the train where stuff starts to happen, mm-hmm. and then you've pretty much got one person who's doing the bad things. Yeah, and you've got I don't know how many people. What like fifty people? I'll just standing around watching the person do this. You're like, yeah, that really, and that's the problem with society. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I don't want to get involved, and it's all that sort of stuff. And I think as a world, we've we've got a real big issue with that sort of stuff. And then, sure enough, the camera phones start coming out, and you're like, "Oh, come on!" And that's not a critique against the film; that's a critique against the world that we currently live in, because yeah. they would do that because they're just yeah. idiots. But oh my god, brutal, brutal <laughs> film! Is is it one of the goriest films you've seen for a while? Um, yeah, probably. I think it possibly is, and I don't have as much of an issue with the with the the sex stuff as you did and by that i mean sort of plot device because you generally just want zombies to kill people and rip people's heads off which yeah i i I find it like like i said before i just find it difficult to think that a virus will you know make a zombie horny rather than see i uh, i i was watching that with your thoughts in mind so i knew at some point this symptom was going to come out so i'm like let's when's it going to get to the bit that rob's I had the baby oil in my hand and everything. Nothing. Didn't see any of that. So maybe in the maybe in the last half hour. Maybe in the climax. I don't know. But uh, but I think it's sort of the the virus. To call it like the Alvin virus or something like that. I think yeah. that is just making them go back to the prime primeval instincts. Yeah, I I could understand that. And and kind of looking at it again, I suppose you could also say it's kind of like a um, almost like what we'll call what what will cause the most violence and like kind of terror to the people that they're going after yeah um but so yeah i I can see that it's brutal though oh yeah i mean i was sitting there just watching the film upstairs i'm like oh zombie and then the chip the chip fat thing happened (laughs) and i'm like jesus christ what am i watching and then by then obviously i don't I'm not one of these that switch it off because I've seen something horrific, but it's like, oh, it's this sort of film. I can see why Chris from the Blind Torture Cast likes it. <laughs> but but for for a poor old lightweight like me, it was like, holy crap. It was stabbed in the eye with an umbrella and all sorts. It's like, <laughs> holy shit. So, yeah, I've got half an hour of that to finish. I was going to try and finish it off before I started the podcast, but then Annette phoned me up at like half seven and she was having a chat for about 10 minutes. I'm like, 
well, I might as well wait now because <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to finish it anyway. So I'm going to watch that after. But uh, yeah, anybody who's got Shudder, check out The Sadness. Um, I don't know if it's the first film I've ever seen from Taiwan, but because I don't keep a list on stuff like that, but uh, it's good stuff. So, it's a good film, yeah. Chris, you've done well with that one. What's mm-hmm. next? What's yeah, next? The recommendations. But please, for the love of God, Chris, be gentle. Because I know so, <laughs> some of the stuff that Chris watches, I, I, I don't think I could handle some of that. But, uh, but yeah, the sadness is well good. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the next one on my list is one that actually I've seen quite a bit of chatter about on the internet. You've got, um, you know, news articles seem to say that it it's rubbish and it's absolutely been panned. <laughs> However, it's rose up the Netflix charts and uh, become an instant hit for them, which is uh, Interceptor. Um, oh, is this the Mark Wahlberg thing? Or oh, not? Is that a different one? Oh, um, yeah, I think, yeah. Is he play the bad guy, doesn't he? I think so. I, if it's that one, is, and if it's on Amazon Prime, I lasted about no, 10 it, minutes on Netflix. that. No, it's Netflix. Right, it's a different film. Oh, no, yeah, it's not Mark Wahlberg. Right. Sorry. Different. Um, yeah. Um but yeah, it's. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, so you've got kind of something that is kind of at the forefront of people's minds. So it's um, kind of, you know, is there going to be kind of tensions with Russia or anything like that? You know, are they <laughs> going to fire a, a new catters? Um, and we kind of go to um, the two um, anti-missile defense bases that um the the US has um and one of them the the staff are being slaughtered and um you know something's happened um and it's taken out of commission so the US only has like kind of one last line of defense against russian missiles um also at the same time a bunch of Rus- russian missiles go missing um so um they know something odd is going on and uh, it's this one army captain who's then based at um this uh, last line of defense who um when things start going south for the base is kind of pitted against um a uh, a team of bad guys trying to take over and uh, allow kind of uh you know, horrific actions to be performed on, on the U S of a, um, like I say, it's an odd one because I've seen a few articles about it that said it's a poor movie. Um, however, it's done really well on Netflix. It's going to the top of the charts. I didn't think it was a poor movie. I don't think it, it's, it's not made my top hundred, but I enjoyed the movie. You know, it's, it's a good action movie to, to pass the time. um, you know, and uh, if you've got a Netflix account, then why not watch it? Because it's there. I think the disconnect between people's, I don't know, I don't even know what the word is, but it's like I don't go off anybody's don't watch this, it's crap reviews yeah. anymore. It's just, you know, there's probably a few people where it's, you know, if you said, oh, I watched it and it's terrible, because I know you and you know what sort of films I like, I would generally, but I wouldn't still not watch it. Uh, but the internet's just full of people just bitching and whinging about shit. It's just like do people not like movies anymore. It's just really, it's quite sad to see, really. Mm. So, uh, next one I watched was also it's on Netflix. So Netflix have had a, a sort of quite a, a, 
a battering from us, I think, over the past couple of weeks, was the new Adam Sandler film Hustle. Okay, yeah. Which is one of his serious roles. It's supposed um, to be a good film. I haven't seen it yet. It's but... a fantastic film. Uh, yeah, it's one of his serious roles, although he does make some comedic comments which fit because people generally do even if you're going through serious stuff i do it all the time i, I use humorous to to do whatever usually it doesn't work but you know i give it a go but he is uh, he plays a, a a basketball scout who um he flies all over the world mm-hmm. and he's, he's you know he's looking at this player and he's looking at that player and he's doing this and he's doing that and then he is uh he manages to sort of stop doing that. This is not any spoilers. This is like the setup for the film. He manages to get off doing that. It's like brilliant. So uh, his boss sort of says, look, you could be an assistant coach. Brilliant. So Adam's happy. Mm-hmm. But then Adam had pissed off the, the, the son of the owner of the basketball team and who then takes charge of the basketball team. He's like, you just know, you're like, this guy's going to be a real dick to Adam Sandler now just because mm-hmm. they had a bit of a falling out in a boardroom. Oh, my God. So Adam Sandler ends up going back on the road again and he flies over to Spain to look at this player and he sees this kid who's probably about 20 or whatever, so he's not really a kid, who is an amazing basketball player. And he's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to bring you to America and you're going to be fantastic. And it's the whole, you know, sort of Jerry Maguire-ish, yeah. Rocky-type underdog. Oh, my God. But it is amazing. It's such a good film. I'm not a huge sports fan. Now, you see, I, I love basketball. It's my favourite sport. So yeah. um, I think I'm going to really enjoy that one. But yeah, it's, it, it is really, really good. But yeah, as I say, I'm not a sports fan, but I love sports movies. And mm-hmm. even American football, I don't understand American football, other than <laughs> I guess they've got to get to the other end. But for some reason, they keep stopping and starting again. Never understood that. But you put an American football movie in front of me, and I'm like, oh my God, quick, quick, do it, do it. I get on the edge of my seat with sports, fan, with sports mm-hmm. films, even though I don't understand the sport. Basketball's a little bit easier. You put it in that basket. Yeah. <laughs> so I quite sort of understand that but hustle is really really good mm-hmm. so i would highly recommend that one fantastic uh the next one i watched uh is uh probably uh stars characters fond uh that, that are kind of in many people's hearts and uh you know kept very uh fondly in your memories from from childhood it was the the new disney movie chip and dale yes is this sort of live action partial animation yeah right okay so it but it's 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 really weird because um you know like you say it starts off you've got your live action background so you you know everybody's seen um roger rabbit and that kind of stuff and then you've got the animation mixed in but you know you it starts off and uh, chip and dale have uh over the years gone a separate way so you only see one of them and um it's um the kind of the the 3d animated animation style yeah but then when the other one drops in they're still kind of the low-tech older animated style (laughs) and it's because um the 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 one that's kind of the 3d style has uh you know because he's doing the convention circuits and signing all the autographs wanted to look his best and uh, has paid for the 3d animation upgrade it's so it mixes <laughs> so many styles you've even got kind of stop motion in there and that kind of stuff it's crazy but it works so well 
I've heard that because it's you know it's a Disney Plus thing, isn't it? And mm-hmm. it was dropping onto there, and you you could just see everybody getting the knives out, going, "Oh, here we go, let's see out." But people weren't. People were like, "Oh my god, I really liked a Chippendale movie." And they were quite shocked that they liked it. Well, you know, <laughs> Disney have even gone so far as um, you've. You know, we had um, all the issues with the Sonic movie when that was first coming out. Yeah. People saw the original Sonic and said, no, that's wrong. You need to go back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. So um, when uh, when you've got these kind of convention scenes, because like I say, what happens when you're a washed out cartoon? You go and do conventions. Um, and uh, so, you know, what you, you see all these characters around and... Uh, uh, <laughs> One of the the stars from the convention scene is uh, lovingly referred to as Ugly Sonic, and it's the original <laughs> Sonic before um, kind of it was redesigned. It, you know, it it's done it so well. Um, it is really like kind of a almost a spiritual successor to Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit kind of mixed many, um, you know, not animation styles but but how it told the story how they kind of merged into you know you got the kind of the tomb world that merged into the real world and all that kind of stuff it, it, it's similar and it's really good okay so worth checking out yeah yeah good good now obviously following on brilliantly from chip and Dale, i watched a <laughs> film called pleasure which okay. is uh, have you ever watched a film where you put it on and it's it's well made and it's well acting and the storyline looks pretty interesting, but you kind of feel a bit seedy for watching it and you think, should I switch this off because I shouldn't really be watching it? Yeah, I, pleasure was one of those. Right, it is. It's a proper film, so it's not like a you know some dodgy movie that I've, I've dug out of the dark web or whatever. But it's about a I think she's late teens. And she goes to Los Angeles because she wants to be an adult film star. Okay. Right? So obviously you can see where the segue from Chippendale Pirate, you know, Rescue Rangers yeah, yeah. follows in. And it's it, it made me feel really seedy. <laughs> watching it. I did finish watching the whole film, but it's... It is not. It's not a film where well, you watch something you put like your baby oil away from uh, watching the sadness. You're all right. Yeah, I'd, I'd used all that up from from the sadness or whatever. But it, it's not a film where she um, she she goes to LA and she gets a job and she becomes famous. And it, it's not a pleasant story to see her try and rise up the career ladder. Mm-hmm. And it generally makes you feel absolutely scummy and awful to be a to be a male. I don't know if you've ever seen films like that when you're like, I don't, that, I'm ashamed like of being watching, a male. Um, what's it? Oh, I can't remember what it was called now. We spoke about it not too many months ago. Um, the one where it takes place in like a diner restaurant thing and compliance. Fake, yeah, compliance. Yeah. Yeah. That one, you're totally ashamed to be a man. Yes. Well, pleasure gave me that sort of feeling. And I remember one instance when it's a case of. I don't know if I'm going to carry on watching this. I did finish watching it, and the end of it, it is a cracking film. I'm glad I didn't sit down with Annette and watch it. She would bail out. Um, mm-hmm. Not because it's really graphic, but it's not just graphic about what you see on screen. It's graphic with the way that it treats the the woman in the film, and it's not you know it's a woman that wrote and directed it, so I'm hoping it's all right. And obviously, it's a, it's a fake movie and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's just massively uncomfortable. Because I mean, one example is this poor girl goes to this um, to this 
uh, film shoot and they're like we're going to give you $900 for this film shoot are you okay with with it being a bit rough yes I'm fine with it being a bit rough right because these guys are they're, they're into it and you'll be fine you'll be safe but they're going to treat you rough all right and it's not a problem it's fine brilliant so she shows up and it's they go from right you're here to to the rough scenes and as a viewer and as a character you're not quite sure whether they're actually pretending to be rough like they said they were going to or are they actually being rough with her and she, so it's this hot and it's perfectly done because that's exactly what the character would feel she'd be yeah. like are they being real is this a role play thing uh, am I in any danger? And there's a lot of scenes like that in it, but it's a cracking film, but it's not one that I think... Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know whether you'd get away with sitting down watching that with Nicole or no. or I would get away with watching it with Annette. But it's a, it is a it's a tough film to watch, but it's really good. The lead actress, Sophie, Sophia Capel, never heard of her, but she was really, really good in it. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, interesting film, but I don't know if I would need to re-watch that one again. So mm-hmm. what, well, what have you got? Uh, the next one I've got is uh, a Netflix uh, film called Carriers. Okay. So um, this is another one of my genres. It's uh, a lethal global virus uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's spreading like wildfire. Brilliant. So a bit of escapism for you there, Rob. Yeah, exactly. Get Brilliant. away from the real world. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, you've got kind of um, four... Uh, friends slash partial family members uh, i.e. two brothers and 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 their girlfriends um who are you know trying to you know keep ahead of it keep away from the crowds of people who are going to get you killed and all that kind of stuff so you know it you've all seen the story it's your, your typical walking dead episode of you know get in a car go where there's no people stay away uh, all that kind of stuff, yeah. but then it takes on kind of the the, the sinister part where um, what happens when um, certain actions mean that you're no longer safe, and you know how does the group react to that? Um, I can't really say any more without okay. really spoiling the film, but I really enjoyed that it. It's good. Okay, I'll put that mm. down on my list. And that was Netflix, you said. Yep, carriers on next Netflix. Fantastic. Well, I sort of had a double bill last week where, and it was not a connected double bill as you've seen both of these films and you'll think there is no, there is no comparison. It's probably <laughs> less of a double bill than Chippendale and Pleasure. But I started the evening off watching Dashcam, the new Rob okay. Savage film, which is the, not a follow-up to Holst, but it's their next film after Holst. Mm-hmm. You'd already seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't, but I was looking forward to watching it anyway. I think Holst is better. Okay. Um, and the reasons being, I it took me a few minutes to settle into tolerating the main character in Dashcam. She was massively annoying <laughs> to the point when there is a scene when she goes into this, like a Starbucks type coffee shop or whatever to pick up some food, and the guy's like, "Put a mask on." She's like, "I'm not wearing a mask." And that whole tirade. I remember watching that scene, thinking. I bet Rob was flipping his lid watching this. That this actually. Oh, that's scene. the kind of thing I'm going right. You deserve to get COVID. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You deserve <laughs> to get chased around by God knows what. Um, the camera work was hugely shaky, mm-hmm. so I won't be introducing Annette to that one because she can't. She she barely survived the the Born Identity movies, 
Uh, she's not a fan of the camera work in the Blair Witch. The camera work in Dashcam was so much more. And it needed to be because of the nature of the film. So it's not like, yeah. oh, they didn't know how to hold the camera. They did, because that's exactly how it would be. Um, but I liked I, I I agree with you in I'm not a huge fan of what the thing was. Mm-hmm. But I think for a... I mean, how did you do... Because obviously the, the film is all filmed on dash cams and streaming cameras and and stuff and and yeah. annie the main character goes from america over to london i presume to see her friends ends up pissing her friends off nicking his car and then doing a live stream while shit happens around them and the whole world seems to just go to chaos mm-hmm. and uh down the left hand side of the cameras all the people's comments <laughs> did you end yeah. up reading all of those or did you get I... to a point where you're like i'm just going to ignore that because i'm missing all the yeah, other stuff i got to a point where it's like i can't can't keep up with this. I, mm. I you know, you, you'd get through kind of three or four comments, and then it'd scroll. I'd be like, bloody hell, you know, mm. I've missed out on that one. And then and, you're like, you're missing out on the actual footage that yeah. they shot as well. So, but what really got me is as the film progressed, there'd be times where the comments, it's like somebody had switched the comments off. Yeah, that was because they'd switched over. They'd lost the, the internet signal. Ah, because we're gonna say, but then it'd come back up, and I'd be like, yeah. You switching the comments on and off because they've got another admin sitting somewhere. Because what you would see is the uh, there's a little, there was a little icon on the top, uh, top right oh, and, it would, and it comments, would say like s- signal lost. So they're they're still filming stuff, but it's not going out live because then when it does come back on, usually the first three or four comments were like, "Oh, you're back. Oh, what's going on? Yay, I can see them again." So it was yeah. the live stream going a bit wonky. Um, but. But I, yeah. I liked it as a film. I don't know if yeah. it's one I would watch a lot, but it's very clever. I mean... Yeah, I, I wouldn't watch it again because I prefer things like uh, The Blair Witch, Cloverfield, yeah. that kind of stuff. This one, you know, it was... I'd got nothing wrong with kind of the, how the film was shot or the footage or anything like that, yeah. or even the characters. You know, I know she was annoying, but that's um, all point, isn't it? Though? You know, yeah. I, I think it was to me. It was all about um, kind of in my mind. Once I got to the end of the film, I found it less believable yeah. than other movies I'd gone into that that are filmed in that way. Yeah. So. Um, I'll always go if if there's two movies and I think they're both filmed great, greatly. They've both got great casts, but one is more believable than the other. I'll go with the more believable one when it comes to kind of horror thriller and that kind of stuff because I watch these movies because I want to be scared. I want to think, oh my god, that could happen. Yep. So I'm not the kind of person who, as uh, mentioned earlier with the top ten list, um, who goes. Oh my god! I've just watched Candyman. There's no way I can say Candyman five times in front of a mirror. No. Um, I'll just go and do it. Yes. Whereas, you know, oh my god, did I just see somebody in a mask in the shadows over there that yeah. looked a bit like Michael Myers? <laughs> I'm gonna look twice because I'm not quite sure. Well, I remember watching because their first film, Host, was I, th- I think it was shot during lockdown as well, but it was early on. I think it was like August. 
after the whole world, you know, the world went on its arse on like March, didn't it? March mm-hmm. 2020. And around August time, people started talking about this thing called Holst and blah, blah, blah. And then the internet sort of lit up in the same way it was doing with like Top Gun. It was like, watch this, watch this, watch this. So it dropped onto Shudder and I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch this thing. It's only an hour. It's fine. And I put it on at midnight and I think Annette was out at work or staying somewhere else or whatever. And it scared the piss out of me to die just because of the atmosphere. It's massively it creepy. I didn't That's get exactly that. Exactly what I want from the movie, so I host. might have to check out Host. Check I out seen Host, it. Um, and it is yeah. So I think it's probably from the from twenty twenty or whatever. But it's on Shudder if you still get your Shudder um, thing. But but that was massively creepy. I didn't get the same thing from Dashcam. Yeah, I think. I, I th- that that's the thing when when you look at the big bad in dashcam it's the kind of thing that i'll sit there and watch and go right so if this was happening to me what would i do i'd stand there and go come on then bring it <laughs> exactly <laughs> like, you know because you're not real so i can defeat you whereas if you are real yeah. if you're michael myers then i'm gonna run i think yeah I'm, I'm more scared of hannibal lecter than i am a big bug from starship troopers because exactly. <laughs> you know the odds you know, are i'm more likely to get jumped on by hannibal lecter it's like who do you want to get in the ring with mike tyson or uh, kermit the frog yeah well. I, I will punch kermit's head off <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i did enjoy dash cam i think it's very i'd love to watch the making of it making of yeah. and stuff because I think I, lot- I would definitely watch the making of because mm. you know that what went into it was probably fantastic. Well, it, it will be fantastic. It's not probably. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I watched that, and then I thought, right, how do I double up with that one? So I watched Senior Year, starring the wonderfully funny <laughs> and thankfully still very very funny oh, Re- yes. Rebel Wilson. Uh, I will watch anything she's in. I think her sense of humour is amazing. Mm-hmm. But uh, senior year, she's a cheerleader and she got, gets flipped up in the air and everybody just decides to <laughs> not bother catching her. She lands on her head and then wakes up like 20 years after. Uh, 37 years old. She's aged, clearly, as people do, 20 yeah. years. Uh, that scene when she looks in the mirror, it's like, who are you? Wait, well, stop copying me. And then faints. And then she decides, well, do you know what? I really want to go back to high school mm-hmm. and uh, and just graduate. I'd, that's my type of film. It reminded me of these sort of 10 things I hate about you, never being yeah. kissed, all these sort of high school comedy things that I just love. I shouldn't really because, you know, I'm way older than that, so it's borderline creepy. But uh, but no, I I loved it. I thought it was it's funny really funny. I think with comedy movies and especially ones that you enjoy with people in them that you enjoy, yeah. um, for some reason, and I'm not usually the person who can do this, I can suspend reality. Mm. So, like, you know, if it was a normal film and that happened, I'd look at it and go, what a load of rubbish. There is no way that a school is going to let you no. go and take your final year just because you've been in a coma for 20 years. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But it doesn't matter in this movie because yeah. of the type of movie it is. It's like, yep, yeah, it's great. Yeah, if this was a drama... Yeah. You'd be like, I'm not having that. It's shit. No yeah. way. Because legally, you've got to... But because it's a comedy, you're like, I'm in. Mm-hmm. But uh, And I think I like high school comedies because I never had that sort of high school thing. My yeah. my high school years were get out of the classroom as quick as possible and run. <laughs> that was my high school Similar thing. Similar to mine. And, yeah. and, you know, I've asked myself many times, why do I like things like Saved by the Bell? Mm-hmm. And the reason I am absolutely sure is because I wished my school life was like Zach Morris or something like that. 
Yeah, I'm the same with John Hughes movies. You know, you're, you're pretty in pink and you're some kind mm-hmm. of wonderful and uh, yeah. Ferris Bueller and stuff like that. It's like, I wish I had friends like that when I was at school. Yeah. Not just running for the gates and, you know, inventing free running to avoid getting a <laughs> kick in and then getting home and get one anyway. But, uh, but no, senior year I thought was great. A lot of the internet was bitching and moaning and meh, 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 meh. Tough. Yeah. Watch it. It's a cracker smile. It's very, mm-hmm. it's very, very funny. I also thought the girl who, and I don't know her name, but who played the sort of young Rebel Wilson, she had some of the mannerisms and stuff down oh, yeah, to she, a T. She, she played it really well. Mm. Yeah. She was really good. But yeah, I thought, great film. Mm. So that was my evening. It's like dash cam followed by <laughs> senior year. A, a weird pairing, but it works. Definitely a weird pairing, but yes, it worked. Uh, right, the next one on my list, uh, it, it's one of those, um, right, let's get a bit of nest- nostalgia. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's no secret that I had um, a crush on Sandra Bullock when uh, I was uh, younger, and uh, I went back and watched the original Speed movie nice. with Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock, and uh, I enjoyed it kind of the other day just as much as I enjoyed it the first time around it stands up so well actually yeah now um than it did back then now we did nowadays people would be like there's no way that bus can get over that gap well, true. <laughs> that would be it and it's like shut up <laughs> i do think it every time it happens but again i suspend reality for sandra yeah of course so do i it's a i think it you can watch a film and you can go well there's no way that would happen but it's not enough to ruin the entire movie though is it no it's just like that part, very dumb, would never happen. However, pass me another bucket of popcorn because it's yes. great. And just don't ever watch Speed 2 again. You just know, <laughs> yes, that is as bad as uh, as you remember it. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, Speed is a classic. Mm-hmm. So nostalgia for me, I, I introduced Annette to the 1991 Irish film The Commitments, which okay. she had never seen. And I don't know if you've seen that one or not. No, it's... Not one nope. I have. It's it features Cole Meany. Oh well, Miles O'Brien. It's got to be a good movie. Yep, Miles O'Brien periodically going, "Oh fuck off!" <laughs> quite <laughs> quite a lot. It is. I love Irish movies. I don't know why. It, I just I find them massively charming. Certainly yeah. the the comedy ones, the commitments. It was huge when when I was in the video store. People just went mental and just rented that constantly. It's about a guy who decides to set up a band and he goes around. He finds like somebody in a pub and somebody his friends who might be able to sing. And it's that type of. Um, it's like pitch perfect but with no money whatsoever for the characters so the characters are all drinking guinness and and stuff like that (laughs) the guy who plays the lead singer has got an amazing voice so much so you could just sit and just watch them do the songs all the time it's not a musical but it's a film about music if that makes sense yeah so they are on stage singing several times but it's not like the whole pub know all the words and music comes from the heavens type yeah. thing but the commitments it's, it's still an amazing film love it great uh, yeah um and the last one on my list um is an amazon film and it's called landmine goes click oh i think i have seen this and i love yes i have seen this that i oh what did you think before we get on to what i thought i saw it i it. thought it was absolutely amazing yep. i it kind of 
how it starts and how it ends is completely how you don't think it's going <laughs> to go. Yep. Um, and yeah, I was t- completely into that movie right from the get go, but kind of, um, kind of how it ends is a real curveball as well. It's just a really good yeah, movie. It's and very clever, isn't it? Yeah. It. it yeah. Well, I, I can't. I'm stuck for words. It's a good movie. Go if you haven't seen it. Landmine goes click on Amazon. Just get on there and watch it. And I mean, the the, uh, the pitch of it is on IMDb, and I think this was the pitch I heard. And I'm like, I have never seen a film that sounds like that. I need yeah. to watch this film. The pitch is trapped standing on an armed landmine. An American tourist is forced to watch helplessly while his girlfriend is terrorized and assaulted. And you're mm-hmm. like, can you imagine standing on a landmine? It's one of these, you take your foot off, you're gone. Yeah. But only a few feet away, the person that you love is being assaulted and terrorized by somebody else. How the, It's one of those films you got, I need to watch this to find out how the frick the guy gets off this landmine and starts yeah. this horrible person out. But no, it's from. I think I saw this a few years ago. But it's uh, such a good movie. I might have to introduce Annette to that one. Yeah, it's it's completely. It plays. I think the whole movie plays out as you don't expect it to. Yeah. I don't think there's anything in the movie that you go. I knew that was coming. No, not at all. No. Um. And but, wow. It's it's a great movie. You know, I to me, I almost put it in the box, and this is why I was interested in seeing it. You know, we speak um, quite often about these movies where it's kind of a few people only or one mm. person, and they're in a room or they're in a box, and 90% of it is filmed like that. Yep. Yeah, it's a cracking movie, but it, they haven't spent billions on special effects and, um, you know, lots of scenes and lots of extras. It's, it's just great storytelling. And so... You know, with it being like, well, somebody's stuck on a landmine. I thought, well, it's just going to be kind of one, one location, mm. and you know, I want to see what it, where it goes, what they do with it, and uh, I wasn't disappointed. No, I love films. It's like somebody sat down with a pen and a piece of paper, going, right. Well, I've got, I've got like three people in a field. What, yeah. can, what can I do? <laughs> right, well, let's spend twenty quid on a landmine prop. And mm-hmm. just bury it, and then we'll see what we can come up with. And they just come up with absolute genius. But no, I, um, the trailer is playing on IMDb as I've got the page open to to look at the <laughs> pitch, and I'm like, oh my god, I remember that film. I know, and I think that's the great thing, like seeing how people's mind work, how they go about going. Well, if this is the cash you've got, and yeah. this is the you know what you've got to work with. It's just fantastic because you you say that to me. Well, you got three people in a field. I, I'd be like, right, uh, cow tipping on Halloween night. I don't know what something like that. Yeah, to be, to be you know somebody's lost a Rolex watch and it's buried in a field, and you've got an hour to find it. That type of thing. But yeah, metal lamp, detector lamp. stops working. Yeah, exactly because you can't afford batteries for the metal detector. Yeah. But now landmine goes click is great. I'd totally forgotten about that film until you mentioned it. As soon as you said the title, I'm like. Oh, Yet that see that should I might have to rewatch that and it may end up in my top hundred because it's, it's yeah. really good. It is a really really good film, but and I don't think it's a spoiler to say like the curveball for kind of the later parts of the film. Yeah, 
Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's very clever. It's not just a clever premise; it's very clever writing as well. And this—it's not a case of oh, you get to the last ten seconds and there's a twist. It's just you—you you watch it and you go, well, two things are going to happen: this yeah. or that. And it's not necessarily the case; other things no. may happen. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, great film. Mm-hmm. So, well, the final one that I will go through is from I think it's from like nineteen eight. Let me find out what year it was because I didn't write down what year it uh, it came out from nineteen eighty. Right, it's so all way mm-hmm. nostalgic. This is one of my Arrow Blu-rays that I dug out, and it's the Exterminator. Ooh, which is I remember as a kid hearing people in the playground talking about this thing, and all I ever heard was, "Oh my God, he gets put in a mincer," and I'm like, <laughs> "I don't ever want to watch a film." where somebody gets put in a mince. I was really squeamish as a kid. Still up to a certain extent, but nowhere near as bad as it was when I was a kid. I don't want to watch that. Um, somebody does get put in a mince, but you don't really see it. You see them getting lowered down, and then it shows a close-up of meat coming out. It's clearly not human meat, because they would mess up. I, I thought Daleks were friendlier than that, you know. They, to be they are not friendlier than that. <laughs> so the Exterminator is it's, uh, it's a Vietnam soldier, he uh, comes back from Vietnam. So obviously Vietnam was probably like, you know, only a few years before 1980. Um, his best friend gets killed in the street by thugs. And this guy decides, I'm going to become a vigilante and hunt people down and just kill mm-hmm. them. And so it's very Death Wish, uh, very A-team, but with blood and guts. Mm-hmm. Uh, good film. It, it spawned a sequel. The Exterminator 2, which was like a year or two after, which I have got to watch at some point. But it's a good film. It's just your your typical 80s, I'm going to kick doors just doors down and shoot you to death, and the police aren't going to do anything type movie. It's fun. It's, it's not about kind of uh, Skynet robots that have kind of <laughs> no uh, been decommissioned. No, the they, Exterminator. No, it's not at all. They could not afford <laughs> any robots at all. Uh, they could afford mints. And obviously True. to rent a mincing machine for like an hour while they dropped some poor gangster into it. But uh, but yeah. And that is one that I have seen, and it is a really yeah. good film from what I remember. It's great. So I'm looking forward to watching the second one, which I'll watch at some point. But um, I'm just enjoying going back into nostalgia a little oh, bit yeah. more. I mean, I've watched a few new ones, but there's nothing like going back and watching old films that we've not seen for years. Not at all. So, although I, I might end up going back and watching Landmine Goes Click again, just because <laughs> I remembered about that one. But uh, So what have you got? Pl- I'm also trying to build up a list of films that I've never seen. So a lot of these classics, mm-hmm. I and I know you and I spoke about this, which is like, I've never seen this film ever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and build a list of those up so yeah. I can then go back and watch them all. Um, we were watching this thing on Britbox. It's a, it's a multi-part series called Real Britannia, as in R-E-E-L. Yep. And it's all about British movies from the 60s, and I'm guessing it goes up to now. And the first episode was all the 60s stuff. And there was a bunch of films on that where it was showing clips and blah, blah, blah. blah. And then it was like, oh, my God, have you seen that one? I'm like, nope. Said, oh, you need to watch that. And the three films that she mentioned was one of them is called Poor Cow with Terrence Stamp. Never seen it, but I've heard of it. The other one's called A Taste of Honey, which I've never seen, but she said that's really good as well. And then there was another one called uh, Billy Liar, which I've also never seen. So mm-hmm. I've I've ordered all of those from uh, from my friendly DVD retailer to uh, to to watch at some point. But I'm just trying to catch up on some of the classics, and well, I know you're trying to as well. 
Exactly. Speaking of um, kind of ordering from uh, your friendly DVD retailer, uh, I uh, had dropped through the post this morning my complete series of the cartoon Dino Riders. Nice. Um, so I can't wait to kind of... And it was, you know, com- considering how old the DVD is, yeah. um, it was still shrink-wrapped, so I can't wait to get it in the DVD player and, and start watching that. Nice. So how do you find the time? I mean, obviously you've said that you're, you've not been hundred percent well or whatever, but that's still a lot of time to sit. And it is, stuff. but you have to think I st- started suffering with, um, back problems when I was 17. So I'm in my forties yeah. now. Um, so I have spent more than half my life kind of suffering with a problem that at time has me unable to walk or has me on crutches. Okay. Um, and when it gets bad, like I say, and I am unable to walk, there is nothing to do other than to watch TV to kind of keep yourself sane and kind of able to do something. So, I get to watch a lot of kind of TV um, and movies because of that. And with, uh, with it happening and kind of putting me out of commission um, for, for the last probably week and a half, then uh, it's opened up uh, time in my schedule to, uh, to, to do a lot of that. Um, not that I haven't done anything else. I, no. I'm considering, and I don't know what your thoughts on it, but I'm considering starting a YouTube channel. Okay, I, I'm considering starting a TikTok one. Okay, with with the elusive puppet, yes. you know, which I'm sure you could imagine. But, but what what have you got? What's your thoughts on your YouTube channel? And not to hijack well, your conversation, make it all about me. No, 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 like you know, you very much enjoy your podcasts. You yeah. obviously, you know, do this podcast. You've been doing it for many, many years. But you also enjoy listening to other people's co- um, podcasts. You don't mind giving them a shout out. Yeah. I prefer to watch kind of vlogs and stuff on YouTube. Okay. So, um, you know, we've we've spoke before about kind of various wrestling vlogs that I watch. There's, you know, the fun world of coin collecting. I watch um, <laughs> vlogs about on um, YouTube. You know, lots of geeky things I, I'm either into now or was into as a kid. I still find interesting. Yeah. Um, and... I'm just thinking about doing something similar. So, um, so rather than just play Fortnite or retro arcade games that I own, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one, I am thinking, well, why don't I take the occasional video of me playing it and upload that with a bit of kind of commentary over the top of it? Yeah. Or, um, you know... I know we spoke recently and I was telling you that I've got a couple of these mystery boxes on the way. Yeah. Why don't I sit down and uh, do kind of unbo- a few unboxing videos and, and even things that fall through the door, like dino riders, you know, you could, I could get on there, you know, talk about how I loved it as a kid, how I used to enjoy playing with the action figures, you know, who my favorite characters were and that I'd, managed to to get the dvd i've watched it and this is my thoughts kind of 30 years yeah, on that would work so i've often i would love to be able to to do a youtube channel but i'm just not comfortable mm-hmm. um and, it, and i didn't mind doing the video podcast stuff that we did but it was just like it's too distracting for me to concentrate on 
making sure the video works whilst mm-hmm. we're having a conversation and and that whole thing. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I would like to do one, but yeah, I, I, it's one of those things. I think I'm just going to end up sitting down one day, sticking the camera on recording and unboxing for five minutes. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be long and then playing it back, maybe playing it for Nicole and Addy and saying, what do you think? The problem is when you play it back to Nicole and Addy, it would be the mm-hmm. same as if I played it back to Annette. They're not gonna go. They're not gonna turn around and say, "Oh, don't it was know. crap." Yeah, they're not. They're not. And, and nor do we want them to say that because then it would just break our hearts, wouldn't it? Mm. But and also playing it back. I know. I remember from podcasting way, way back. I mean, this is a, this is a six hundred and thirty second episode, so you rewind like six hundred and thirty one episodes when I did my first one. And I had to listen to it back to make sure, you know, put the theme song in and stuff. I was cringing. I'm like, <laughs> I can't release this. This is horrendous. Nobody's going to listen to it. But clearly they did because I'm still here and we're still here and, you know, mm-hmm. 10 years later and stuff. And I think you're a similar personality to me in that regard where you yeah. may be your worst critic. I am. And you'll, be, and you'll, be, and you'll be wrong. You you watch it back and you'll be like, I can't release this. This is terrible. You, you will be wrong, but your brain will tell you that you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's that's the that's the part you need to get over. I think. Yeah. And it's not easy. Yeah. The only I, I the only way to do it. Have you ever seen Point Break? Yes. Where Keanu Reeves jumps out the airplane and he's no parachute. Yeah. And he's like, fuck it. And he just jumps out of the airplane. Yeah, yeah. That is, that's the sort of mindset you need to get into with like the YouTube channels and podcasts and stuff in general. You go, right, I'm going to release it. I'm going to put it out there, sod it. And yeah. then think, if people are dicks, then well, guess what, Rob? The human race are made up of a lot of dickheads <laughs> anyway. Well, so, and, you know, ignore I, all that. I think that's the thing. I looked at it and I, I thought, the problem I'm going to have is deciding what to do because mm-hmm. I, as i said i watch lots of different podcasts so i'll watch one on people playing some games uh some retro games that's pretty cool watching them do kind of go through the levels and everything and seeing yeah. and having that nostalgia then you've got people um doing unboxing i watch various unboxings sometimes if helping me kind of make up a mind whether to buy something and then i've got other people channels i watch where people just sit and try food challenges or review um kind of restaurants or takeaways and i think well which one do i do because all of them sound pretty yeah and that that's what i came to to realize today um because on youtube you can kind of create your own collections then all you need to do is say right i'm gonna do it it'll be kind of the rob's youtube channel and then there'll be collection one kind of um you know what's dropped through the door today for the geek wall yeah. section two, you know, watch me filling my belly at lots of different places, you know, section three, watch me uh, unboxing and reviewing whatever, you know, it's. Well, uh, imagine me. For, so obviously I will be subscribing and watching your videos. So there you go. <laughs> so that's one subscriber. Yes. Um, well, it's th- probably three. Nicole and Addy would do it as well. So you've got three. And Richard James, I'm sure. And, uh, <laughs> and Neil Johnson. So you're building. You're doing well already. You've not even done any content. You've already got a bunch of subscribers. But if you do videos and say there's the geek wall ones, yeah. I'm, in- I'm interested in that. I want to see the geek stuff. Brilliant. Yeah. I'll watch that. You then put one up saying, oh, I've just been to the restaurant at the front of the, the venue. 
Yeah. I, I don't really care about that, so I may not watch it. But I'm not yeah. going to unsubscribe from Rob's channel because he did yeah. a video on a restaurant. However, mm -hmm. if you do 10 videos and then one of them is an unboxing and nine mm -hmm. of them are other stuff and your unboxing one gets like 20 million hits and your other ones get yeah. like three, you go, I'm going to do more unboxing videos. Exactly. So it's always, it's always wise to just do shitloads of different things and see what takes off. Exactly. So, um, and, and like I say, that was the thing that was kind of holding me back and going, well, I don't know what to kind of specialize in. And then I just thought just earlier today, you know what? Do it all. If I yeah. want to do it, do it. Do it all and just, and obviously the main thing is enjoy doing it. Exactly. If you don't enjoy doing it, don't, because you know it's not worth it. It's too much hassle. But and then I, I could always have you on as a guest on a on a what's dropped through your your front door yeah. this week. Nothing. Do, oh, do you know what dropped through my front door this week? I'm glad a you bill. mentioned that. No, <laughs> a tax rebate. Oh, right. So there was this stupid website link called Tax Returned. Yes, I'm okay. shouting them out. And I clicked on it, and I'm like, what is this? And it said, oh, we can get your tax rebates. I'm like, that would be quite nice. Get some money, put it in my savings. So I clicked on it, filled half the form in, went, boink, mm -hmm. let me just apply for that. Doink. Get an email through from them saying, in order to complete your registration, we need a copy of your passport. And I'm like, you can fuck off. I'm not scanning my passport in <laughs> for you. So I didn't bother with any of it. Then I got a, a letter through from the the tax people saying you've got a 60 pound rebate coming i'm like that's not too bad 60 quid that'll do and go on my savings thing and whatnot and they sent the check to these tax returned people who took their 60 pounds fees <laughs> and i got a 60 pence tax rebate but i didn't even finish the application so i'm going to be gunning for them big time Jeez. So that's what dropped through my door this week. Nothing geek-wise, nothing screen. I prefer my Dino Riders DVD, I, to be fair. You are winning. You are definitely <laughs> winning with the stuff that's dropped through your door. Um, but I miss the days of geek things dropping through my letterbox, screener discs dropping through my letterbox, things like mm -hmm. that. So I need to somehow start getting stuff. So obviously present company excluded. But if anybody wants to send me free shit, Send it through, especially if it's movie-related and it's signed. Um, oh, yeah. I've got to say, that is one of the things that when you watch um, some of the wrestling vlogs that I do, yep. uh, as wrestlers, they'll do quite often do like a, well, this video is like a, an unboxing fan mail video because they've all got P.O. boxes. Yeah. And considering these wrestlers are people with lots and lots of money, People are sending them like everything they love, Funko Pops, oh. action figures, DVDs, you know, computer games. And it's like, wow, to be that famous that you don't even have to spend your own thousands and millions of pounds. I know. Because people are sending you freebies as well. It's wow. How cool would that be to just have people <laughs> going, well, if I uh, send you this? Like really cool movie stuff. Can you uh, can you advertise it on your podcast or your, yeah. your TikTok or your YouTube channel? All right, <laughs> I want that world. <laughs> That's what I want. I want boxes <laughs> full of cool crap just kicking around my house. But uh, you know, that doesn't really work in the podcasting world. Uh, maybe work, maybe it'll work on the YouTube world. Yeah, I'll but, let you know. But you may have inspired me a little bit to start doing some of the geeky stuff. Because, I, I mean, you've got shitloads of geeky stuff, so have I. So I may start doing little bits of my geeky stuff on my uh, my YouTube, but not to your level because it takes too much time. 
<laughs> I'm too busy watching films. <laughs> so what are you up to for the rest of your night then, Rob? Um, what am I up to? Building a I'm YouTube sure. channel. I'm maybe coming up with a name for the YouTube channel. Yes. Yep. So fun, there fun. you go. But you enjoy your night. It's good to Thank have you. you back after a couple of weeks. No offense to the good previous to guests, but uh, but it's good to have you back. So, and then uh, I will speak to you. Obviously, between now and next Sunday, I'll speak to you. Obviously, off record or whatever. But mm-hmm. we will be back in the Geek House, and uh, and I will. Will we go through your June top ten? I think we'll bring them. You, you bring your ten. I'll bring my ten. And then Stu Miller will bring his 10. So we'll knock out the entire... Because we're running out of June time now. Yeah, it's, we it's, are. It's Juneteenth, which is a thing. <laughs> I've never really quite understood what that is, but it's a thing. So it's Juneteenth today. Um, okay, so happy Juneteenth, if that's the correct thing. And happy Just, Father's Day to fathers out there. Happy, Well, the good ones. The, the shit ones, they can fuck off, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all the wonderful, nice dads and all the dads who were nice that aren't around anymore. Uh, sort of best mm-hmm. wishes and stuff to them, but the the dickhead dads they can fuck off basically. Yeah, uh, that includes mine. So, uh, but you enjoy your evening, Rob. <laughs> I will <laughs> uh, on that, that nice <laughs> on, note. <laughs> on that note, I do always like to try and just sort of derail you <laughs> on my very last phrase, and uh, I think that's twice I've done that now in the past couple of months. Yes, so I'm doing quite well. But you enjoy, and I will chat to you soon. Sounds good. Take okay. care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.